Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What is up? We usually say hello and welcome. No, fuck that. What's <laughs> up this weekend? Degenerates out there, welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse. I like how you think that's original. Like, what's up? I, no, I just, no one's ever said that before. They were like, what? And then they don't know what to you know, say after. I came up with up. Original saying. It's going to become our catchphrase, guys. Watch. You'll see. Did it'll, you ever catch, catch on. Did you ever catch somebody with the what's up dog joke? I didn't. I remember specifically. <laughs> I remember specifically uh, we were, we being the Whittier College lacrosse team, were on an East Coast trip and the assistant coach caught someone with the, an up dog. <laughs> and so guys, if you haven't heard this brilliant setup and joke, the way it works is, you know, you just, you have to catch someone kind of off guard. And so we were getting out of the vans to go to our hotel. The coach is just like looking around confused. And, and then he goes, do you guys smell up dog? <laughs> and, the, and Adam, I think it was Adam Kath, freshman Adam Kath goes, what's up, dog? He goes, nothing. What's up with you? And he was so proud. He was like, for the rest of the trip, this guy was beaming. He's like, guys, remember the up dog joke? Like, that's great, Curtis. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Curtis, uh, he's exactly the way you're picturing him. My, mine, got, mine has you a little bit of beat. So we had, we were in the theater department. It was me, Bollocker, and maybe Zach. I know for a fact it was me and Bollocker. And, um, there was this other theater kid that was just some GDI who didn't really, you know, he's just kind of usually off on his own. But, you know, we included him here and there. Like, and, and, and uh, I forget if it was me or Bulker. I think it was Bulker. Bulker's like, he does the same thing. He's like, hey, do you smell that? And I go, yeah, dude, what, what, what is that? Bulker's like, he like, asks the other guy, hey, do you, can you smell that? Can you smell that? He's like, what is that? Is that up dog? And the guy goes, what's up, dog? <laughs> the guy was funny was the guy even said like, yeah, yeah, I do smell it or something like that where he was like, <laughs> he wasn't in on the joke, but he he still smelled something. <laughs> anyway, what's up, dog? I, I came into a company in L.A. that was actually called Up Dog. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they did, but whatever. There's a lot of variations of that, too. I mm-hmm. can't remember all of them. There's Nanya. Nanya, uh-huh. None of your business. None of your business. We used to say, uh, like, if it was, you know, how you have a conversation with somebody and someone wants to chime in, mm-hmm. uh, and you would, we would say, "Hey, chata," and the, the the third party be like, "Chata," like, "Yeah, chat the fuck up," because <laughs> we didn't want them to butt into the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Chat the fuck up. Good. Good to know. So. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? Uh, up dog. Probably not the highest form of humor. No. Right, it's like somewhere below puns and just ripping farts, but you know, it's it's in the spectrum of humor, you could say. I find farts humorous. I'm sure. Yeah, no, it, they fart jokes have survived. There are fart jokes in Shakespeare, in are Shakespeare there? plays. Yeah, 100 percent. Really? So everyone just remembers like his his good and serious plays. A lot of his plays were very dumb comedies. Lots of fart and sex jokes. Very childish. Um, you know, I want to read those. Our man, Bill Shakespeare, still incredibly hard to read if you're not used to the language. On that vein of childish humor, Mondo, what are your like top ten animated movies for for kids? So like a movie like South Park, I think 
a, a masterpiece of cinema. But not for kids. No, not so much. My top movies, I think I'm, animated movies. Animated. I think I'm tied to a lot of the old, older Disney stuff. A lot of the newer ones, I'm not really. Lion into. King is goaded. Lion King? Hell yeah! Lion yeah. King, one uh, of the best. Also, did you know? Based on Shakespeare. Lion King? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. No, no, that whole song, that whole thing of like the uncle usurping, um, like the king and taking over, and uh, so I mean, yeah, the Lion King is is basically Hamlet. I never read Hamlet. Okay. I think I read bits and pieces like that we were forced to as high schoolers, but never never read the entire thingy. So no, I'd say I'd say for me, like I was always tied to the ones when I was a kid, like like Pinocchio and Dumbo and yeah. Pinocchio is some weird shit when they're yeah. all turning into donkeys. <laughs> yeah, that scared the fuck out of me when I was a little kid. Very trippy. I, I feel like th- that slew of, of animated movies definitely has a, a place in my heart because yeah that's what we had when we were growing up as kids I think they got way better mm-hmm. like Pixar in particular just Pixar does a lot of good puts, ones puts Disney to shame yeah there's one there's, what's the one where it's based on emotions I think it's just called uh, oh it's called Inside Out yeah 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 one of the best explanations of like how depression works and everything <laughs> very nuanced really funny I mean Pixar set the bar a lot higher I think I think the newer one. I think one of the newer ones I really liked was uh, the Despicable Me, the one with the Gru and the little minions. You know, I've never seen it. <laughs> and it's and funny. Steve Carell's funny. This might be kind of a hot take. I I have nothing against the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're good, but for whatever reason, maybe I was just the wrong age when I saw them. They are not this like work of master craft and art that a lot of people portrayed them to me. I think, to me. The, I think the first one was okay, and then the second and third were like, eh. But anyway. I, I have heard people say Toy Story 3 is not not only one of the greatest <laughs> animated movies. They're like, it's a one of the greatest movies of all time up there with The Godfather. I'm like, uh, yeah. that's just slow down a little bit. Oh, yeah. So last, last question. Have you ever seen Frozen? I have seen Frozen. My uh, uh, James Marshall's daughter, Nia Bell, she love, 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 loves Frozen. All the little girls that age love Frozen. I don't know if they love it quite <laughs> as much. And certainly, I would hope, not quite in the same way as our hero from this week's story. I, oh God, I don't even know if we can call him a hero. <laughs> our anti-hero. Emphasis, heavy emphasis on the anti-Florida man. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh, Florida man arrested for having sex with stuffed Olaf doll in Target. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fuck. Why Olaf? Why not Elsa or the other fucking girl, like one of the princesses in that movie? That he had to fuck the snowman guy. Well, so, are do you, do you think they do they sell stuffed Elsa dolls? Yeah, yeah, they sell more of those ones than the Olaf. So you're thinking like this is a scenario. He's he's in the toy aisle of Target. Uh huh. It's like looking around, you know, feeling a certain type of way. You know, little 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 bit horny. Um, you know, maybe he saw like a JCPenney ad or something and now he's all riled up and he's looking around and he's like, he sees all these toys in the shelf mm-hmm. and then he, he kind of 
zeroes in on these bright, colorful frozen toys, uh-huh. and he's like, st- "Stuff Elsa." Who are the other characters? I don't know. There, there's a there's a, a male lead, the stuffed yeah. male lead, and then he's like, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> This is what gets me going. Olaf, Olaf, Olaf. Olaf looks like you know, like a like a dog poo that gets dried up and turns white. He looks like a like a he looks like a Mister Hanky, like a really old Mister Hanky. He's white. He, he's a little amorphous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Florida man has been arrested after having sex with a stuffed Olaf doll in a branch of Target. Witnesses saw the man, identified as Cody Meter, 20, 20 years old. Take the plush slowman toy down from a display of Disney's Frozen merchandise in a Saint Petersburg-based store. After lying the toy down on the floor, Meter then proceeded to dry hump and dry hump it until he achieved ejaculation. Wow! So, like, he was really aroused by it. Wow! It's, it's not only that he humped it. I mean, you know, I, I guess kudos for finishing what you started. Jesus! <laughs> like, Jesus! Uh, after putting the doll back on the shelf, Meter then selected a large unicorn stuffed animal. He also began to have sex with. The incident took place on Tuesday, October twenty second. Blah 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 blah. blah. So he was he was done. He was like he was like wow, that was really great. Hey, good for him. He didn't need like a you know he didn't need a second to like uh, yeah. to like... Go, going back for seconds. You know this this was the 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 golden corral of uh, of stuffed animal humping. He's like ooh, the first course was great. Let's try this unicorn. He goes from an Olaf to a unicorn. Pretty. I mean, he's definitely got a type. Uh, somehow that feels consistent, like kind of weird mythological creatures that you wouldn't, that would not be your first, my first thought. I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I don't think it technically counts as bestiality because it is a stuffed animal, but he's like, I want to have sex with a, with a, a stuffed horse with a giant horn on its head. <laughs> Uh, after being read his rights, Meter admitted to having done stupid stuff and to having nutted on the stuffed Olaf toy. He was then arrested on charges of criminal mischief. Both the Olaf doll and the stuffed unicorn were removed from the store and destroyed. <laughs> the police report noted the toys in question could not be resold due to circumstances. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm just, I'm just envisioning. Have you ever seen those like procedural crime shows where they're, they're like. Uh, they have to dispose of a, a body after it's murdered, and they're they're putting it in like the giant furnace to be uh-huh. uh, yeah. incinerated. I'm just <laughs> just picturing that whole scene playing out, but instead of a body, it's just the the stuffed Olaf, and just just the absolute look of disgust on the coroner's face. Like, what has my life come he's to? Wor- he's wearing gloves for sure. Oh, uh, several. Uh-huh. Like he's just he just. Every glove in that box, it's a box of latex gloves, and he's put all of them on. Good Lord. The continue, The story continues on. It's, it's almost over. Uh, Meter's father, who was not at the scene, reportedly told officers his son had a history of this type of behavior. Oh. <laughs> Olaf, Olaf, who stars in beloved Disney film Frozen, is a friendly snowman who is brought to life by Elsa's magical powers. Olaf is about to make his cheerful return to cinemas, blah, 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 and Frozen 2. Who cares? All right, so here's the thing. This is what I think. I think, guys, as as a community of degenerates, I think we need to help this guy out. He's clearly got some problems, and I want to um, start a Kickstarter for him Mm -hmm. so we can can help him, and we need to raise enough where we can buy him a, a Disney World season pass. No, fuck no. He's just gonna nut on everything. Every fucking yeah. those story walks in. He's. Can you imagine the poor kids of watching this kid? This like they're because some kids do. I you know they 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 I or I should say idolize worship or, or whatever a character like Olaf is my favorite. And all of a sudden, this twenty year old fucking bearded grizz, grizzled kid starts boning your childhood 
plush favorite plush doll. Oh, there's plenty of plush dolls. And you know what else is at Disney World, Mondo? There, there, there are people in full size costumes. Oh no, now that I pay to see. They're, they're, that, they are uh, never going to look uh, at Mickey Mouse the same way again. <laughs> the uh, the the writer of the article tried to get a little funny here. Um, it has not been stated whether Cody Meter will be making his appearance in this upcoming movie following his impromptu Target Isle audition. However, I'm sure I speak for many of us when I say I do hope not. Good, yeah. Good yeah. job. You know what? Hey, hey, leave the bad comedy to us, motherfucker. Yeah. What Stay do you in think, your lane. What do you think of the guy's uh, picture? What does he look like? You know, he doesn't look nearly as weird as you'd expect. It's well, like, he looks like what you would expect. He looks, yeah. You know, other other than the long hair, I mean, it, you you go to any college and you see like thirty of those guys. He reminds me of a uh, like a like a Planet of the Apes guy. You know what I mean? Like he's got the kind of the chops, the fucking whole a planet of, of an ape. Yeah, of an ape from the Planet of the Apes, like a caveman kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. You're the talking ears? about the the original. Yeah, the original. No, I was thinking the CGI one. Oh, I'm no, like, the, what the, the new the new ones? <laughs> Caesar. Yeah, the Andy new, Circus. The new ones use really good prosthetics. This one looks like more of the old style, like the seventies or eighties Planet of the Apes, the big old donkey ears. Uh, sure. Anyway, ugly looking dude. Stop fucking Olaf dolls, please. Um, moving on from Florida Man. Why does this go away? Moving on from Florida Man, we are going to ask Reddit a couple questions. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron of the Jaffe variety. Aaron of House Jaffe? Aaron of House Jaffe. You know what? It's, it's small tangent. I want to make a coat of arms. That'd My, be cool. I have a cousin uh, whose whose last name is Medina. And, and um, they're apparently like, you know, they're the old Castilian Spanish knights. And cool. so he, he actually found uh-huh. a coat of arms for his family's last name. I wonder if there's one for Ramirez. There's probably one for Ramirez. It's a Spanish surname. It's not like exclusively like Mexican. It's Its origins are Spanish. So... I would imagine there might be a like a old Sir Armando Ramirez, <laughs> fucking seventeen hundred or sixteen hundred something. Anyway, uh, Aaron, Reddit question number one: What is thirty too old for? It's a great question, Armando. Okay, I'm glad I selected it. All right. Uh, I also really didn't think about it that much. You know, it, it's it's interesting, right? Because thirty is definitely a transition point, mm-hmm. both both like emotionally maturity wise and just physically because like mid 20s even into like 27 28 you can still party pretty hard you still kind of looked at a little bit as a kid Mm -hmm. so so uh you know some some stupid behavior is forgiven a little bit easier but i feel like just culturally like in our like once you hit 30 people are like oh this is when you're supposed to start becoming responsible and they you know a lot of people start having kids in their early 30s Mm -hmm. So, it, like, the this, this stuff that you can get away with is definitely limited. So, I th- I think, I don't think 30 is too old to have, like, a giant bender. Yeah, like, blackout, like, looking forward for the weekend to get blackout drunk. I, I think, well, I, I think any age is, is not a good age to be blackout drunk. Right. But, like, you can still have a crazy drinking night when you're 30. I think that's too old to have a crazy drinking night midweek oh yeah 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 like like <laughs> if if you're 30 and your buddy's like dude we're fucking getting fucked up and you're like okay like dude i'm down and they're what about like, on, on tuesday what about special occasion like somebody's birthday falls on a wednesday fuck or that no anniversary or something. no no, no. So, so here's the difference here's the difference when you're 23 and someone's birthday falls on a wednesday 
you know, you, you just get fucked up Wednesday night when you're 30 and they fall on Wednesday, you, you do something small on Wednesday and then you celebrate it on Friday night, like an adult. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Good point. You could still, that's what I'm saying. You could still go crazy celebrating with their birthday, but you have the maturity to be like, you know what? In reality, does it really matter if it's a, two days later? Like, we're just going to. There, there is, there is, a, like, there's the bro culture, like, hey, bro, let's get off. Fuck that. But there's that. And, but there's also, I feel like, a party girl. Like, they think they're, you know, they're 30s and even 40s, and they think they're in their 20s, and they want to go, oh, my God, let's go. No, get so, it's like, uh, blackout drunk. Come on. I, so I actually think that, that particularly 30, that switch is a lot harder for girls. Because for guys, it's like, okay, like, I'm 29, I'm 30, whatever, I'm a little bit older. We... The, the aging process culturally for guys is just not as, as tough. Like a lot of girls freak out when they're turning 30. Like, <laughs> that, that's like, they're like, I, I think there's, there's a little like demon that, that lives like deep in their brains. It's like, Oh, my eggs are drying up. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I'm getting old. I'm going to be infertile soon. Like, and that, they, they, I mean, that's probably simplifying a little bit, but yeah, they start freaking out, you know, and, and, um, making bad choices. Well, and also I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think how to explain this. W- women physically have a rougher time with the aging process than guys do. Be- I think guys don't give a shit. Guys well, are kind of like mostly, most. Not say all, always the case, but well, it, it, I think it's cultural too, though, because like we've had so many you know, male movie stars who are old as fuck, and they're still portrayed to be like handsome and everything, and mm-hmm. and men being a little kind of rough and and, and uh, gritty in our culture is held up as something that can be like attractive and sexy. Even, I mean, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to think of a good example. When like fucking Clint Eastwood was like 40, his face looked like a, a canvas, you know, bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, Oh look, he's, he's a handsome, rugged guy. Canvas or leather? You take your pick. Leather. I think leather. Sure. <laughs> but then I've been left out in the sun for a long time and then sort of pissed on by some stray dogs. What I'm trying to say is is not great skin quality. For a guy, that's fine. For for women, it's like, oh, you have one wrinkle. We need to inject your face with Botox and this and that and the other and have a thousand skin creams. Like it's tough for them. But I think women do it to the, I think women, it's in like you said it, it's in their it's in their mind that it's like yeah. aging is a bad thing. I think I think there are dudes out there that don't give a shit if you're an aging one. Like there's a whole MILF porn phenomenon. So I think oh, exactly. it's I think it's more of it's it's in the woman's mind, like, oh my I'm starting to not look a certain way and and then yeah then they lipo botox lip fucking yeah, yeah. Whatever. and then they wake up the day of the 30th birthday they have one gray hair they like <laughs> scream like there's a like friday the 13th killer after them they pull out the gray hair and they go get completely fucked up drunk and like look i'm still young i can party like a 20 year old and then you know is what it is but 30 too old for that shit midweek that was what i was trying to get at yeah uh i think 30 is too old for certain things in social media like like um both men and women both guys and girls do this where they take selfies and like in front of a, or in front of a mirror and like they're dressed they or they they think they're dressed to the nines or they think they look good so they, they got to take a selfie post it on the internet for the whole world to see it's like god you're that's something you do when you're like i think for me in my mind that's something you do when you're like in, in junior high high school mm-hmm. you know and when you're maybe even when you're in college age but once you get beyond that you're kind of like uh, like, so, like, come on, dude, stop with the fucking constant selfies and, and 
and girls do the duck lip face thing, and 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 it, chicks. Oh, dude, chicks showing their titties. Like it's social media is kind of crazy these days. It's it's the wild wild west. It's, <laughs> I think I think at a certain point you got to be like uh, above that, older. Like hey, that's I, I'm done with that. That's that's a that's a phase. That's a phase we go through, and then we're done. We move on. But some people I know still. <laughs> They don't care if they're 40 or 50, don't give a shit. They still try to flaunt what they got and show off to the world. Some of the Redditors' answers to that question. User BlueHaze013, not much. It might not feel like it right now, but the world is your oyster at 30. And that one got a lot of, uh, I guess, likes or whatever in it. Um, upvotes. Yeah, upvotes. That's what you call it. User Plops Magoo writes... Sneaking up on someone, I was just trying to sneak up on my wife who had fallen asleep in her chair and the sound of my knees popping blew my cover. <laughs> okay, so sneaking up on someone is not something you're too old at 30. It just means your your body is not, cannot handle what you're trying to do. That That's, I get that part. Getting out of bed, fucking hell. Um, user Phoenix underscore Fock writes... Not knowing basic survival skills and relying on someone to do it for you. Example, cooking, laundry, blah, blah, blah. That's true. That's true. When I go home, my mom wants to do my laundry. And I'm like, no, I can do it. I'm a big boy, I'm mom. a big boy. I got big boy pants. Got big boy poop stains in my underwear. I do. Don't touch those. <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think at a certain point, like, you got to do your own laundry. You got to wash your dishes and cook. And I'm not saying you got to, you don't have to cook for everybody. You got to be able to self-sufficiency is, is kind of what I'm getting at. Like you got to be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one of those things that like, those are now considered like outdated traditions for like, I guess women to learn how to cook and guys to, you know, learn how to like do their own like automotive mechanic stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, again, those are like outdated, but I still think, you know, at a certain age, you got to be able to take care of yourself. One more for that question. User acceptable, acceptable fudge 291 writes, people's bullshit that was tolerated when younger. I don't understand your answer. Um, kind of dumb. Reddit question number two, Aaron. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What's the most overrated TV series of all time? Of all time. Clap? Friends. Oh, you have to you have to do the clap and the yeah, I get you. That that was so. I have so many issues with that show. Uh -huh. I, I I know it was incredibly popular, and I don't understand. Like like with the Big Bang Theory, people seem to figure out that that show was stupid, mm -hmm. but they never did with Friends, and I don't know why. Because there there's a lot of the same issues. Like first, all, all the characters are kind of horrible. Like okay. like they're not good people. They, <laughs> they, they fuck each other over. Did you watch a lot of Friends, or did you just watch a couple here? I didn't watch a lot. No, of I could, I couldn't, I could yeah. never stand that show. Um, the the other the other part. So so there's so there's that. Like Ross, Ross, I, <laughs> that guy is just creepy as fuck. Like if you if you just sort of take the laugh track away, and I, there's actually a video out there, right, where it's it's Ross having a conversation with somebody that he works with. With by the way, by the way, so let's zoom even farther back. Ross, you know, they're all like when the show starts, they're like all twenty somethings, uh -huh. you know, living in these giant apartments in Manhattan that would be extremely expensive, and you know, Ross is just your regular run of the mill twenty something year old with a PhD in paleontology. 
<laughs> it's like, I don't understand. I mean, that's, that's a four year undergrad and then a doctoral program. I don't know how he did that. Whatever. When and I'm still fr- able to afford a Manhattan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> paleontologist. We're just going to forget about all, all that, but there's this video where they take, somebody digitally takes the laugh track out of, uh, and it's this conversation where Ross is have is talking to someone he works with, mm-hmm. and they just put horror music over it, and you're like, oh my god, he's a psychopath. <laughs> he is fucking insane and so creepy. I mean, all all, all the characters. Jo- Joey's just a complete womanizer. Uh, I mean, Phoebe is completely disconnected from reality, and the the weirdest one, the one who I think is supposed to be likable, was Chandler. He just cracks all these weird jokes, and if you notice, nobody ever laughs at them. I think that show was supposed to be, we like guys all have their own type of woman, and women have their own type of guy. I think that was like an eye candy, like take your pick. You, you're gonna like you're gonna like fantasize about one of these you, you, dumb characters. You, you, so it's it's like my type is like neurotic and really self absorbed. <laughs> Oh, oh! Speaking of neurotic and self-absorbed, the the Courtney Cox character Monica, uh-huh. th- they love doing flashbacks of when she used to be fat, mm-hmm. and the whole joke was like, "Look, she was fat, and now she's skinny," <laughs> and they would go to that over and over again. It's like fat shaming. Yes, yeah, it's just like, "Ah, look, she was fat." <laughs> Being fat sucks. Hey, look, here's a, here's a flashback of her eating a lot of cake. Guys, she was fat. Being fat is something you could make fun of. Ha 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 ha. Here, here's a, f- a flashback of her dancing, but she was fat while she was dancing. Guys, <laughs> it, it was a really poorly written show. It, it I di- I disliked all the characters and was always incensed that they had these giant fuck ass huge apartments in New York. Where I'm like, that's like six k a month. How how is Monica affording a six thousand dollar a month apartment? This is bullshit. Didn't they? Didn't like some of them work at a coffee shop, or did they just meet at a coffee? I'm imagining this Central Perk. That was oh. the coffee shop that they. So Phoebe, a guy again. I, I assuming she was sleeping under bridges and in dumpsters because <laughs> her whole source of income was playing weird songs at this coffee shop. <laughs> the true story. I mean, none of it. This this show was not grounded in reality at all. Clearly. Uh, and the characters were terrible, and um, Ross is a sociopath. I did not, and I can't get into it. I've tried. I, I I dated a girl briefly that was into this show, and I just could not. I just did not get around to why she enjoyed this show. Seinfeld. Dudes Similar. Made a, dudes made a bajillion dollars from that show. Yes. So God bless him and his success. I just don't. It, I just don't get it. I just don't get. But Mondo, like, it's a show about nothing. It's a, it's a show with no real premise. Just even the characters are just kind of there. Well, well <laughs> they're just kind of the, there. The characters in Seinfeld are even worse people than the ones in Friends. Like that. That's a you know in in Friends it's a bug. In Seinfeld it's a feature. That's like part of it. It's like, oh, they're really terrible, self-absorbed people. Yeah. And they 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 try to. And if you remember in the last uh, episode of Seinfeld, never watched much of it. I mean, I like I said, I tried, but I just they, they get arrested and put in jail on this. There's like this bad. They're like in just a regular town, mm-hmm. you know, outside of New York, and they get arrested and put in jail on the bad Samaritan law for basically just being shitheads. Pretty good. But but Mondo, I will say this in defense of Seinfeld. There are 
a few sort of clever episodes and things that I, I think as a, sh- a whole didn't like the show, but like the Festivus episode. Yeah. Much I, better. I, never, I never got it, but I think CJ still c- celebrates Festivus. I don't, I don't. The, the Seinfeld show did have its moments uh, where you're like, oh, that is kind of funny or clever. Never saw any of that in Friends, but I, I agree with you. I never I never was into Seinfeld. I've also heard that Seinfeld as a person, outside of him as a actor, comedian, I heard he, he's, as a person, Seinfeld the person is a fucking shithead. I heard he's a fucking shitty human being. He's not nice to people. No, he's a, he's a fucking diva. He, he, like, everyone everyone's below him. He, he thinks he walks on water. I just heard he's a shitty fucking human being. And that, to me, adds to, like... I don't like your show. I don't like your show. Good, you know, like I said, good for you. You, you were successful. At, you will have 20 bajillion times more money I will ever have in my lifetime. That's, but your, your show sucks. It's dumb. Mondo, have you ever noticed that your shit doesn't stink? Because <laughs> you're Jerry Seinfeld and you can pay people to walk behind you with Febreze <laughs> as you fart and you just, no. Yeah, it, it is actually hilarious to me, though. I've, I've heard a couple roundtable, like, sort of, uh, not even interviews. It's just, there are these, like, roundtable discussions where they're comedians just talking about the craft and everything. Mm-hmm. And watching Seinfeld and Louis C.K. try to interact was hilarious to me. Because mm. it was, I remember, <laughs> there's this, like, really, like, dark Louis C.K. Louis C.K. joke, and Seinfeld was trying to retell it. And in Seinfeld's retelling, it just became corny and hacky. yeah. Yeah, he's just got that voice. He's got the delivery where it's kind of like, ugh. Well, he, al- he also repackaged it as a Seinfeld joke. Oh. His jokes are very, very old school where it's just this like very clean like setup, you know, pre- you know, premise, punchline. And it has that very precise structure to it. He, he thinks that's the best way to tell a joke and will never deviate. But you know what? He's got like 7 billion cars and, and hopefully that makes him happy. Yeah. Uh, some of the redditors have had this to say about that question. User come to queen. Oh wait, it's comet queen. I couldn't. I'm an idiot. User comet queen writes Grey's Anatomy. I mean, how many series did they milk out of the show? Never seen it. Don't know anything about it. Neither did I. Grey's Anatomy, one to avoid. And there's a lot of sub posts below that. So I, I guess I guess a lot of people agree with that answer. I never heard of this show. User Hinkhall27 writes, The Curse of Oak Island. Also never heard of it. They build up the conclusion of each episode so much with conjecture and folklore to excite you only for the outcome to be very minimal and unimpressive. Holy shit, a piece of wood from 1704. We are finding the treasure tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, also has a lot of responses to that. Um, last one I'll read for this one. User Wolf805 writes, those stupid real life drama shows on MTV, they have to be staged. Well, they are staged, buddy. Uh, <laughs> hey, baby, do you want to star on this MTV show with me to find out if I'm cheating? No fucking way, they're real. No shit, idiot. Are you the last one on this planet to realize those are all staged? I think the very first, the very first reality shows, quote unquote reality shows. I remember for me, I, I could have missed some, but were like Real World and and Road Rules for yeah, me. Those are the, the, those are the first I remember. After that, they. I think I think when they cast those people, they try to cast like interesting or peculiar or characters, and then they just let them be themselves, and then from there came the the drama. Oh no, those were still staged as well. Right, but I think I think after those two, every subsequent show is like 
way more super way more state like it's scripted it's to the point where it's scripted there may be like a, a, a like a a, a a slate a template of scripted stuff and then they just kind of deviate from that off the as they go but it's, oh, I, I, I think you're giving those shows a little bit too much credit that they would invest the time to write a script i i think it's even more lowbrow than that it's just the producer being like oh dude uh t- t- tell her that she's a cunt she yeah. she she's a cunt with bells on say that that'll be crazy like <laughs> and it's it's to that they're just making this shit up but yeah they're they're getting prompts and and having producers whisper in their ear and and these giant fights like you're saying completely staged um and apparently I, this one dumb fuck could not figure that out you know Mondo, let's get off this question it's just making me angry Get off this what? This question. Oh, it's making me. It's making me like angry about these dumb shows. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't like the current, real quote unquote reality show. Anything. I don't. Yeah, never, never like them. The only shows that are reality shows that I that I do like are like the cooking ones. <laughs> That's it. Just because they know, you know they're really cooking this shit. But anyway, moving on. That was it for Ask Reddit. Uh, we are going to wrap this episode up with. Uh, Binger Purge. Binger Purge, and we are going to break down the last two episodes of season one of Willow, episode seven and eight. Aaron, what do you think? Guys, <laughs> I, we, we deserve some sort of medal just for making it through this series. Yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, our parents' generation had Vietnam. We had Willow. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, you just, you just have to lower your head and get through it. Maybe it's a little bit hyperbolic. So my first takeaway... Is that we, we need to fight. if we're going to review an entire series, we have to figure out a better way to vet it. Because uh, I thought the first episode of Willow was fine. Pretty quickly, it just became fun to make fun of. Mm-hmm. That's sort of where we're at, guys. So yeah. if if you if you watched Willow and you're like, this is my favorite show of all time, probably tune out right now because we're going to rip into it a little bit. I think they could have made the entire season. One of Willow into a like a Netflix one or two hour spinoff like s- sequel like it didn't have to be a full budgeted like uh, major motion picture hitting this the, this TV screen box office kind of thing it could have been just like a Netflix you know yeah but then they wouldn't have time for the fourteen different kidnappings that happen so so first of all we're we're in episode seven mm-hmm. there, there's eight episodes total. Episode seven is a very pivotal episode because I think it is the first one where no one gets kidnapped. It's like amazing. Every other episode, someone's randomly getting kidnapped. So episode seven starts off with uh, Eric, aka Prince Fuckboy, uh-huh. and he he's in the weird desert, you know, deserted city, and um, you're you're trying to figure, there, there's there is a companion, uh, a from from his and our perspective, an attractive female who was yeah. turned up out of nowhere it's like hmm could she be up to no good no sh- of course she's on the level first of all she's locked up she's locked up behind like some kind of bar she's like behind this cell mm-hmm. and she's like hey let me out <laughs> and, he's, he's, and he's like oh clearly yeah. there couldn't be any strange reason she was in there mm-hmm. and then there, there's already it's like well he's you know prince fuckboy's gonna prince fuckboy She's playing a little bit hard to get. I like how early on she says a lot of that shit. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna, you you really, really want me. You you're gonna try to ploy your way into my pants." Blah 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 blah. And, at the, and he's like, "No, no. I'm not, yeah. not me." <laughs> um, 
put a put a pin in that one, guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that that could be a euphemism for what he does later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. so anyhow, that then you you have the the rescuers, you know, Willow and company, get to the shattered sea, mm-hmm. and they have to cross the shattered sea. I don't know. Do you understand why it is called the shattered sea? No idea. It, no idea. Because that sounds really evocative, and it's going to be like I don't know if it's going to be topsy turvy or there's going to be peril. It's just a big thing of mud. Mm-hmm. It's you can just walk across it. It's mm-hmm. not really a sea. It's a giant expanse of mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you know Kit from is all tuckered out from being a dumb fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, she fell through the. Well, that was the, that was the last episode. Yeah, but then they they rescued her from it. Is we we skipped over that. We glossed over the fact that she. I, I, no, I, that, I think that was the end of the last episode. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Just to recap, in episode six, they're trying to escape uh, this this sort of troll prison, and the whole thing's collapsing, and they're on this weird sort of like lava slash ice slash. It's very unclear what it is, and Kit decides this is the moment to vent all of her her daddy issues, <laughs> and Alora Dannon's like, "Cool, let's talk about this later, you fucking idiot," and Kit falls into the lava slash ice. And and has weird visions, and Alora has to magic her out. Yeah, and and Kit Kit is is very tired from being uh, a huge cunt, uh-huh. <laughs> and and they decide that they need to recover. Uh-huh. So they find this weird shack. We're like they're like yeah, weird shack, and uh, just at the edge of the shattered sea. Nothing strange here. Let's just like go in and hang out. Yeah. Um. What what would your your approach be if you're going into a weird shack like this? Would not go into the weird shack because there's going to be some weird shit in the weird shack. If it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, nothing else around but this one shack thing, one building. You're like, hmm, strange, question mark. I mean, I'd be uh, skeptic as fuck of the, the safety of it. So how did how did that work out for them? <laughs> I forget. There's like a, a very uh, strange old man. Who seems oh, to have yeah. de- who seems to have some sort of dementia because he was he, according to him he was going to save someone or he wasn't going to save someone but he you can't, can't remember. remember who and there's also this monster that's chained up but you can't see it you just see the chains and it's it's out there and you're like oh this this can't be great mm-hmm. what's going on here but they're just they just decide to hang out with them and and they're they're talking and I, I remember watching this I was very unclear what exactly the, the deal was with him uh-huh. like was he one of the crones henchmen I think so. I think he was like uh he was like uh he was like a sub boss. You know what I mean? Like if she's like the 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 boss boss, he's like one of the ones you got to get through to get to her. <laughs> so yeah, I remember there there's like an ambush in the shack uh-huh. and Kit gets hit with the as far as I could tell it was a ninja Gaiden throwing star. <laughs> like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. Is it a shuriken? Yeah, yeah. And she gets hit. I'm like, "Oh, please let her die." Yeah. Please. I know I know you're not going to but that would be such a welcome twist. Mm-hmm. Kit just dies. Yep. No, no such luck. No. And and I believe Graydon, who f- somehow has we, it's not really clear. If By the way, Graydon is Prince Friendzone. Prince Friendzone. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been referring to him as Prince Friendzone up until this time. You name him Graydon, we're like, wow, he got promoted. He got a name. <laughs> he got a name. <laughs> well, well, because hold on, because we're gonna get to that. He he was upgraded, right? Because he leaves the friend zone later in this episode. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he somehow knows that this this old dementia man yeah. is not on the level. How could he have figured it out? Yeah. What would have tipped him off? And and he sort of I 
the sequence was really weird the way they edited it. Yeah. Like someone hits the old man in the face with a frying pan. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think it was supposed to be the old man turned into one of the crone's minions. Mm-hmm. But maybe the, the effects house didn't have time to do that CGI effect. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we'll just do like a weird jump cut. And now there's just a minion there. Yeah. So so they have to fight the minion and they're successful and, and they, they get away and, and Kit is impaled with the shuriken. Mm-hmm. What persists after this is just a long sequence of them going across the shattered sea in this like little, um, I don't even know how to call it. It's like, it's like a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. But instead of a horse, it, you know, it, it goes over the mud and is pulled by this thing called the, the Mud Mander. Is that what the name was? I forgot. Mud Mander. Mud Mander. Okay. Which, which Prince Friendzone. Uh-huh. Be friends. Immediately. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm going to say it's more than friends, Mondo. <laughs> he, he establishes a deep uh, emotional connection with this Mud Mander. Yeah. And, I, you know, to, to, to give this episode some credit, one, I think they did a great job with the Mudmander design. To me, that if, if Jim Henson was still alive and had, you know, all the CGI uh, tools at his fingertips, it looks like something he would have come up with. Right. Looks really cool. Really cute. <laughs> giant, giant eyes, which were great for, you know, staring deep into Prince Friendzone's eyes. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there, there are some places where they're... they're Faces are very close together, and they're just staring longingly into each other's eyes. Yeah. So that's going on. This whole, this whole Prince Friendzone Mudmander love subplot <laughs> is progressing. Uh, meanwhile, the 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 CGI backdrops really gorgeous. Yes. Like some super cool looking um, sets, and in the in, in the midst of them ha- having this little mini travel arc as they cross the shattered sea. Um, Pulled by Prince Friendzone's one true love, the Mudmander, uh-huh. Willow is trying to teach Alora Dannon battle magic, mm-hmm. which, as far as I can tell, correct me if I'm wrong, is battle magic just like sparkles out of your fingers? Yeah, yeah, sparkles, and they they twist and turn, they bend, they do bendies, they do like like trigonomic trigonomic bendies and track. Yeah, just like really high end fireworks. Yeah, I can't tell. Like, what what does it do if it lands on you? Is it just like ow? I don't know. Doesn't somebody get hit with it? And like, like, doesn't she get hit with it? And she's like, okay. Well, she hits Willow with it. Okay. She, and then he's like, eh. She, yeah. She gets, she gets a little, little too amped up because he keeps beating her, and she's getting upset. She's like, no, I'm Lord Dan and the Chosen One, and and he's doing the whole like, you have to, you have to stop holding back. And then she just, she just whams him with a, a sparkly magic, mm-hmm. and he's just sort of like, ah, oh, and she's like, oh no, Willow, and then he's completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> my, my other favorite part. Is that it was established earlier in the series, very early, that Willow has a finite amount of magic and it is running out. But except for this episode, he's got unlimited <laughs> magic <laughs> juice. What the fuck? And he's not dying because of it. I mean, I actually thought that was an interesting wrinkle, right? Like, the, you know, they're getting in all these predicaments and everything, and they're like, Willow, could you do some fucking magic, bud? Maybe a little magic willow. He's like, and, I can't, and he's like, I will die. Yeah, and then, but this episode just, just sparkly magic out of he. He is just, uh, oh god, Mondo. Maybe maybe it, it's his, a generous couple. Is there something a little bit phallic about his staff? And, and oh the, yeah, it's like bulbous up top, and it glows, and it like shoots out of the top of it. Of course, there is. I, I mean, he, it, he he's just <laughs> he's just flinging magic cum. Green, green magic goo all up in your 
uh, what would you? How old do you think Laura Dan is? Like sixteen? She's how old is she, is she supposed to be? I don't. I mean, so let's say she's sixteen. Let's say she's eighteen. Just okay. for it. <laughs> let's say she's eighteen, and here's this like fifty-some-year-old little uh, little person flinging magic green goo all up in this eighteen-year-old. Like it's kind of what the fuck's going on there? Uh, <laughs> so that's not great. <laughs> that that was a little disturbing, but. The fact that the backdrop is beautiful uh-huh. and they you're, did like, great. you're like, okay, all right. Aww. Yeah, she's getting magic green cum slung at her. He's, he's, <laughs> he's cum slinging, but it's really pretty. It's it's the most enchanting cum I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite part of the episode is well, so so there's two parts. One, uh, Prince Frenzone realizes that the Mudmander is sick, it's gone too far, and he just lets it go. Mm-hmm. And they go, they get all in his face about it, and it's like Guys, he he. This was his one true love, and he sacrificed it. He let it go. You know that whole thing: if if you love a bird, let it go, and if it comes back to you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somehow that seems to apply. But the other thing is, I think he was right. It was gonna die. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they get so mad at him is extremely illogical. Yeah, like you could have a free mudmander frolicking out in the shattered sea, or you could have a dead mudmander, and you're still not going anywhere. Chilling with you guys. Um. The one part I feel anytime Willow has to walk anywhere, not not the character, the actor, I just feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he's got that hobble. He's got the little person hobble. Like he's got his, his walking is not normal and straight. It's so I I don't think he can move the kneecap in his left left leg. There's also scenes where they make him run, but they they had to have used like a stunt double or a stunt LP. Because he's like running okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, ho- I hope they did. Be- well, because one of these episodes, I do have a tendency of falling asleep when I'm watching oh, yeah. these fucking episodes. Uh-huh. And there was one where I woke up and it was the original movie. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a part where he runs in the original movie and you can see it's like he's actually surprisingly spry. Like mm-hmm. he can scamper. Yeah. But that left leg just does not bend. Yeah. So anytime, um, shoot, I'm forgetting. What is the actor's name? Oh, shit. Something cool. He's got a cool name. He does have a cool name. Here, I'll I'll look it up. But anytime uh, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis has to has to walk in the show. I'm like, guys, get, can't someone just give him a piggyback? <laughs> You're, yeah, he can't weigh more than fucking twenty pounds. Yeah, yeah. Let let Borman just piggyback Willow. That would be that. That'd actually be really entertaining. Oh yeah. If Willow is backseat driving on Borman's shoulders, but <laughs> no, no, they make him fucking walk, and they walk to the end of the shattered sea. Where's this? There's this giant sort of like mud waterfall thing, and this is the part that cracks me up. They get there and they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess this is it. Like we went as far as we can go. Let's just go back." Yeah. Well, they get to like the end of the almost like a. It's like if the world was flat. Yeah. And, the, and it's just like a waterfall that just falls off, and they're like, "What do we do? Well, we reached the end of the world. We should turn back. Go backwards." They're like, "Good game. Like we yeah. tried." Yeah. We're just going to go back, let the world get taken over by the crone. Just immediately, though. There's yeah. no, like, let's go a little bit farther down to see if there's a bridge. Let's go. They're just like, yeah, nope. Yeah. Oh, what end. can we do? Let's go. And then, again, they, they haven't spent more than a half second trying to figure out how we should go around this. That that Kit and Alora Dannon suddenly use the power of friendship to, like, charge up. And they just jump off the fucking waterfall. Well, it's, first it's Alora Dannon, and then Kit's like... Like she has like this vision flashback of how she's supposed to take care of Laura Denon, and so she's like, "All right," kind kind of reluctant about it, but kind of at the same, at the end, she's like, "Fuck it." So they both dive off into the this abyss, this 
end of the like waterfall like thing and <laughs> end yeah. up in uh and then they see the immemorial city and they the two of them venture on immediately they don't wait to see if anyone comes they're just like fuck it it's just us now yeah and then everybody does follow eventually right that's in episode eight but episode seven ends with them walking kind of a little ways they come across the building and then outcomes of this building comes da, 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 dun, a, like a transformed prince fuckboy like he's not and, the fuckboy we know and he's <laughs> transformed because he's got a new haircut I think he probably put the P in the VG of the, you know, the hot chick. By the way, the hot chick that's that's locked up in that area is um, she was in one. She was one of the Sand Sisters in Game of Thrones, like one of the daughters of the Eloria Sand. Or I, she, I think this. I think the actress is the one that shows her titties in Game of Thrones. I could be wrong. I don't okay. remember. But she's a she's a track. She's a hottie. She's a hottie for sure. And uh, so yeah, I think Prince Fuckboy and and. Um, you know this this mysterious prisoner woman they banged or whatever after she was like he was saying he, he's not going to try to bang her and she was like oh you better not try to bang me they end up banging i, I mean guys okay if if <laughs> by some miracle there's any female listeners who are trying to bag a fuckboy i mean just very 101 hard to get tactics are all you need yeah be like, oh, you're not my type, and you're, and then he's like, what? Yeah, I'll show you who's not your. T- I mean, that that's it, this was this was reverse psychology one hundred and one, uh, how to how to land a fuckboy, and she just went right by the book. So they so they bang, and he's been drinking this mysterious goo from like a mysterious fountain that we don't know what the fuck it is, and she encourages him to keep. Yeah, now he's drinking the Kool Aid. He's drinking the Kool Aid. This, this is Jonestown drinking the Kool Aid, but it's it's. Some sort of slimy Kool-Aid. So yeah, episode seven ends with Elora and Kit jumping off the the, the cliff, and now comes Frank Prince Fuckboy from this castle with a new haircut. Yeah, yeah to, to show that he's changed. Yeah, we know. Oh, something's up with. with and the funny thing is, like, he is super chill. Yeah, at this season, like, guys. He's, calm. he's hey. Oh, I'm like so happy to see you. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, you know, and they're like. Dude, did you bang the crone? And he's yeah. like, "No, she's super chill. Like, yeah. like you just got to get to know her." <laughs> totally, like, like drop your guard. You're cool. Yeah, just come on in this crazy, creepy desert with this goo I've been chugging. And, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, let's just get the fuck out of there." He's like, "No, no, we will. Trust me. There is, <laughs> guys. Pinky swear. There's no trap. There's no weird fuckery. Let's just go in and meet her. And when you talk to her." You'll see she's like super chill. Like he to me, he becomes like a Scooby-Doo character. Yeah. To me, she will see she's like super chill, Scoob. <laughs> and they're like, that's actually a halfway decent shaggy. Yeah, wow. you did. Um, I don't know where that came from. But so so anyhow, while they're going in to meet the crone, what could go wrong? Uh, everyone else decides to jump in after them. Yep. And and they do. Even Borman. Even Borman. Well, actually, no, not everyone. I stand corrected because Willow decides to fucking say, fuck this. You guys are crazy. Yeah. Willow had like a, a vision of, of or hearing his, his daughter like call out to him. And he's like, nah, I'm really going back. Yeah. Like I'm done with this shit. You guys are fucking nuts. See ya. Which, which I also was like, Willow. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> you, you were crossing the shattered sea via Mudmander for like weeks. I think it was. Uh-huh. And you're three and a half feet. Not even. You're like two and a half feet tall. And your left leg can't bend. Where, where do you think you're going? Yeah, he's just going to walk <laughs> all the way back to fucking Willowville. Like, I, I, apparently in the world of Willow, food is not a thing. <laughs> um, 
I, I thought there, there was a little, little bit of logistical issues on Willow's part there. Uh, but yeah, he's going back. Guys, guys, is it so he can make a dramatic return at the last second when they need him? No. No, he's just going to go back. Duh, why would they do that? They just, they're just going to, episode eight, they just cross Willow off as the yeah. title, and they name it Kit slash Alordanon. Yeah. So yeah, the, the rest of the gang goes after Will uh, uh, Kit and um, Alordanon, and then there's like a battle with the crones cronies, with the... It's kind of like a battle scene. Yeah, yeah. They're they're fighting. You know, this this is sort of a, a reprisal of episode one, where the the what did we what did I call them? I called them like the X Men or something. Uh huh. Where where they just get tuned up by the crones like fucked up X Men squad. Yeah. So they're fighting them. Meanwhile, Kit and Alora Dannon go into the crones fever dream. Mm-hmm. They get transported to some like magical world where everything is rose toned. Everything is all happy and like and. and yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's like Kit's mom is, is giving her the validation she never got. Yeah. Like you're perfect just the way you are, Kit. Forget your responsibilities. You have to be you. Yeah. I do feel like that is every tween girl's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Having their mom tell them that they're, they're perfect and they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Yep. And what I can't remember what was happening with Laura Dannon while this was all going on. I think Laura Dannon went and print, was like, finally, I got Prince Fuckboy, and and he's like trying to bang her. Oh yeah, they're gonna get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like everyone's there. They're everyone's having- there, but they're strangely stoic in her in her version of the fever dream. They're just like standing there, like with no expression in their face. But yeah, everybody's there. They're all like. And like mm-hmm. and like Prince Fuckboy is all about it. He's like, yes, we're gonna get married, and I'm gonna stop being a fuckboy, and it's gonna be perfect. And then, just sort of on a dime, she's like, Nah, I'm not into you anymore. Yeah. Well, doesn't he try to get her to drink the goo? I maybe I'm imagining this. Could be. But he's like, Hey, drink this goo shit, and everything's gonna be okay. And she's like, Fuck you! I see through your bullshit. I'm not drinking your goo. <laughs> I'm not drinking your goo. And uh, yeah, she uh, she snaps out of it. Well, and and then somehow. Uh, while this is all happening, Mad Mardigan's voice. I don't know if it's actually Val No, Kilmer. no, no. That's what was... Anyway, we'll talk about that. His, But the, his voice sort of comes through and it's like, Hey, Kit, stop being a dumb shit. Like, you gotta go go save Lord Dan and whatever yeah. you've been saying this whole time. So so Kit tries to to go save Lord Dan and, and Lord Dan's already just just given uh, Prince Fuckboy the Heisman. Yeah. Just, just palm out, arm's length, like... Nope, no, I'm not into you anymore. I mean, she's like, I want to find someone who looks at me the way Graydon looks at that mud man. <laughs> and you're not it, boy. Yeah. And so suddenly, like, they're back. They're back in the Immemorial City and everything's dark and gritty again. Uh, and they have to have a battle against the crone. And the crone, and then uh, the other heroes join in the battle too, yeah? Am I, am I... Yeah, so they're, so I think they're still fighting the minions, and she's fighting the crone, and, and she's doing her sparkly battle magic. Uh-huh. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of just hurling sparkles back and forth at each other. She's got white goo. Or what color is her, is her goo? I, I don't know. know. I, I, I think it's green. I was fading uh-huh. in and out of consciousness yeah. during this whole sequence. Yeah. The one part I remember, I was trying really hard to stay awake, and I was like, "Oh, oh, please, please have the opposing, you know, beams of light where they're 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 having like the beam of light, like tug uh-huh, of war, uh-huh. like please do it, because that's every Classic. every superhero movie, you know, X Men, Professor X, uh, Superman with his heat ray vision, there has to be the opposing beams of light. Are you, please, my favorite version of that of all time is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You remember oh, that the no. end where they do the the two wizards do like a beam of light, but the but the beams of light like 
they uh, they turn into like like samurai warriors, so they're oh. like fighting. <laughs> well, that's a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch that. It's pretty cool. Mando. For a second, I was like, no, this season and this show is going to let me down. They're not, out of all the cliches they've used, they're not going to do this one. But then guess what, Mondo? They do it. They do. It's a Laura Dannon beam of light versus the crone beam of light. And and Laura Dannon wins. She overpowers her because she finds out she's stronger. Do you remember the, 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 the one part? <laughs> it kind of gave Kit some kind of redemption but not really not fully was when uh borman gives her the curious and she puts it on she transforms into a power ranger <laughs> do you remember that? yeah well it's, it's, like, it's, she she didn't do it she she's got the curious on and the, i think the problem that borman had was he didn't have his gay lover activated for him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like because I think it's been established that Borman goes both ways. Probably. Oh, for sure. You know, he's he's definitely tried to to set up some threesomes multiple well, he did, times. He, he actually said something to the effect of like, "Well, we're all gonna die. We might as well do some." He's looking at like I think it was like uh, it was uh, yeah. it was uh, like, "Is this a Disney show? What yeah, is going yeah. on?" He's like looking at both the guy and girl, like, "Huh? Huh? Anyone? Anyone? No. So, oh, fuck. So yeah. So if if Borman had had been able to tempt uh, Prince Friendzone, yeah. Not, not the dark side to the rainbow side, right? Right, and they they had had a thing, and then you know Prince Friendzone had put the. Th- I think he would have been the chosen one. <laughs> I think I think that was what was holding him back, because I'm I'm hoping they're not trying to lead us to believe that Borman's character and virtue is lacking, but somehow Kit, yeah, <laughs> Kit, Kit the worst character so, of all. So they give her like the coolest, most badass like. Special effects. She becomes like this fucking Mighty Morphin Power Ranger with awesome battle armor thing, and which really doesn't come into play at all. No, um, but I'm just pissed that they gave her that that power. Mm-hmm. I was like, you gave it to the shittiest of fucking characters. You could have given it to someone cool. Frankly, I think they should have given it to Willow. They should have given it to <laughs> Willow or Willow battle armor. It would have made more sense if they would have given it to Kit's girlfriend, the redhead chick. Yeah, like, like she seemed to have much better intentions and was. Five hundred percent less whiny than Kit. Yes, I mean hell, like like when she when she found out her whole life was a lie and she'd been kid bad from her real family, she's like, ah, you know what? Shit happens. Let's move on. Let's have yeah. a party. So anyhow, oh, and Willow does show up. Willow does show up. Shocker. He, yeah, I I'm really upset we didn't see Willow jump off of. <laughs> like, I would have. It would have been. I would have liked if if all of a sudden Willow turned into like the little Yoda where he like jumps like that scene in where Yoda like jumps around and bounces from shit to shit. He's got the lightsaber flipping. Like if Willow would have done that, that would have been like. So yes. I th- I think that the difficulty in that is that Yoda at that point was a fully CGI character, whereas uh-huh. Willow is a real. So. Are you proposing they get Warwick Davis on like a wire kit? Yeah, like those wire string you, things where you could you, make them do flips you, and shit. You want Warwick Davis to crouching tiger, hidden dragon? Fuck it? Yeah, that would have been hella cool. <laughs> that would like magic as he's like as he's jumping from shit to shit, like throwing like magic balls. That that as we've mentioned multiple times, our boy's a little old and rickety at this point, and his <laughs> left leg doesn't bend. That might have been a tall order. Yeah, maybe, maybe they could have gotten a, a stunt little person. Yeah, to take his place. Um, so so anyhow, Willow shows up. They, she defeats the crone. The crone is dying, and Prince Fuckboy is just completely uh, stricken. He's 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 bereaved, yeah. and he goes to the crone. <laughs> he's like, and the, the fuck here's the, here. This might be the single most fucked up part of the whole show. Through his eyes, 
she's still this like beautiful young, you know, hottie, hottie, yeah. And everyone else just sees it as the wrinkled crone, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, crone, don't leave me." Yeah, like I thought we had something, Mondo. I think I think you're definitely right. They fucked. Oh um, yeah, they both. And he's like leaning in to kiss her. <laughs> you just see the look of horror on everyone's face because they just see him kissing her actual like withered, decaying yeah. body. And and I'm like, they're not going to actually do it. Spoiler alert, guys, they did it. Yep. Like as she she is shriveling away, he just full on passionate kiss, and she's like. You're the harbinger. This is how it was all supposed to happen. I'm like, oh, they're setting him up as the big bad mm-hmm. for for season two, apparently. Yeah. Guess what? Maybe maybe the case, but no, I don't think so. No. Because because Kit and her Power Ranger armor mm-hmm. jump in to to fight, you know, fight Prince Fuckboy uh before he can do any harm to her Laura Dannon, as he is now sprawled across the, the ground after receiving uh a, a thrashing from Kit's Power Ranger armor. They use the last, most cliche trope to save him. Mondo, you know what it was? I forget, but you'll tell me. It was the power of friendship. Oh, yeah. Because like, the funny part is they never really establish him and Kit having like a deep connection. The Wonder Twin powers. Because if you remember, when, when it became clear they're going to have all these love triangles, I was like, I think it's Kit and Prince Fuckboy. They, they, they seem to be... Very self-involved and on the same wavelength, but no season season one or sorry episode one, it's established that he's never really there for her. She doesn't like him. He he's just completely unreliable. And then she yells at him, and then he gets kidnapped, and she feels bad about it. But then we get this montage flashback of like them as little kids Happy together, brothers and sisters, and they're like laying in a field together. Which Mondo, <laughs> I don't know if this is in purpose. But they were laying in a field together in the, exactly the same pose that Prince Fuckboy and Alora Dannon were laying Ew. next to So I'm like, I, I don't know if that was intentional, but they definitely did that. And then he sort of snaps out of it and he's fine. He's, he's fine. And then the heroes are like, yay, we yeah. saved the day. Power of friendship. Let's get out of here. The, yay. There was this huge insurmountable obstacle where he was the harbinger and we fixed it in seconds yeah, through yeah. the power of friendship. So they're all leaving. They're all walking away. And then. <gasps> oh, right. Yeah. I, I skipped over the part where, where Graydon gets gets like blasted and they think he's all dead. Yeah. In in the fight with the, uh, the Crohn's X-Men mutant squad, mm-hmm. Graydon gets killed? Question, Question mark. mark. But then this is the part where I was really falling asleep. Like then he's like in Willow's dreamscape where there's just piles and piles of bodies and everything like that. And it's, it's apocalyptic. There's this whole thing about the worm, which I still don't understand what that means or what the worm is. Very unclear. Well, they're setting up the next big baddie for season two. Yeah. I guess the big baddie is the worm. Is it? I, I always pictured it as some sort of like, like dragon thing, but this this amazing, immaculate season one ends with Prince Friendzone in the hellscape. And then, is, is it someone that looks like a Laura Dannon? I don't remember. Like, I was really confused because either it is the same actress who plays a Laura Dannon or it's someone else. Who I, think looks- he's, I, think, yeah, I think he's having like a vision of a version of like an evil Laura yeah. Dannon or something. Who, who, and she's like, she, she's like, it's my time to rule the world, Prince Friendzone. And I need you. And he's like, oh, who, me? Yeah, yeah. Finally, Prince Friendzone gets to get Laura Dannon. 
At least in his mind. And, and she's like, and just to be clear, Prince Friendzone, I'm in an evil Lord Dan and not the real one. He's like, I don't <laughs> care. I've got such bad blue balls at this point. Yeah. I, w- I will fuck the devil himself if it looks like a Lord Dan. And she's like, cool, let's go. And that was the end of the series. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> um, simplest question, Mondo. Binge or purge? Uh, purge. 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 Hard purge. purge. I... I was. I only suggested we do this because I was hopeful. in the mood. Yeah, we were hopeful that for, it was going to no, be. Again. But specifically for like a fun fantasy show. Mm-hmm. And by episode five, I was like, "No, I'm out." I think you know we talked about. At least I talked about it earlier on the season. Like, I hope they don't ruin the show to the point where, like, you're mm. like, you look, you look back at the movie with, God damn it, like, like they they really fucked up the original movie. The, the the wonderful nostalgia the the yeah. the feelings you have the warm and fuzzies you have when you when you watch, rewatch Willow as an older person you watch the show you're like and it ruins that it ruins that feeling of like oh it it doesn't do the original movie any justice no. they did a lot of things wrong they did more things wrong to the show than they did things right and um, well th- this show hopefully you would hope that this would be uh, a Cobra Kai sort of situation uh-huh. where not only do they do the show justice? Like they make it better. They expand right. on it. They, you know, that's not the case. And then they didn't even just do the show. They just had a hold serve, and it would have been fine. Yeah. That said, Mondo, who do you think won the show? Like a character? Like which? Character? It could be anyone. So I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. It was not the writer or director of the show. They didn't win the show. No. I don't think it was Disney Plus because I don't think it's doing the numbers that they. I hoped. think Warwick Davis did because it got it got him an acting job, like a central character acting gig. Where he was kind of like a prominent part of the storyline, but not really. Kind he, he was pretty. I mean, he was pretty central. He's the he's the titular character. Right. He's Willow, which they, obviously they had to do just for branding purposes. Yeah. You know what? I think I agree with you. I think there's there's two two options. I think it's either Borman, who is the only one who managed to make the crap lines that they gave him work somehow. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know who that dude is. I'm gonna look up his IMDb. He's super charismatic in this yeah, show. He, he did a good job. Or. I think I think Warwick Davis did hold serve, right? They made Willow extremely whiny, which he was kind of whiny in the movie. And kind of a dick in certain uh, episodes. He was kind of like a like he was belittling and berating Laura Dan in this little sweet kind of innocent. Sure. Well, they just had to manufacture false, you know, false uh, conflict. Yeah. So they're like, should we do it through writing or no? We'll just make Willow a dick yeah. right now. <laughs> it's like she's been kidnapped fifteen times. Oh, we're just gonna have him tell her to go fuck off and like wander off into a haunted mansion, cause reasons, right? Like, yeah. but yeah, you know, I think I think Warwick Davis his his performance was at least adequate. Yeah, uh, he got to star in a, a series. Yeah, so like you know what, Warwick Davis, if there is a season two of Willow, I, I will, will not be. watch it. But more power to you. I think it pretty much. I think the way they the way they finished season one. It's kind of guaranteed that there'll be a season two, and let's just hope that it will be the last. Like they, they just like Disney's like, yeah, we didn't do very well with season one. We'll we'll give you season two. And we'll call it quits. We'll we'll quit where we're while we're moderately ahead. Would you say they're ahead? They're not ahead. We'll quit while we're behind. You know, Disney. Of every Disney show I've watched, there's only been one where I was like, wow, that was great. That was Andor. That was an aberration. I like the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett ones too, but that's. Oh, and then the 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 Obi Wan one wasn't bad. Was I okay. hated it. That's right. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a preference thing. But what I'm saying, you know what? People have different tastes. There's someone out there 
Um, Do you think someone out there likes loves Willow? Willow. They lo- the absolutely season? love this. The series? They love the series. Wow. There's a person out there. Probably. And, you know, it's probably, there's probably a gas leak in their house. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like, <laughs> their brain cells have been dwindling prior to watching this. And this was like right on their level. I know who has, I know who has Willow on the top of their charts. Who's that? Our guy from the from Florida man, the guy that has like, stuffed <laughs> Olaf. He probably has like Willow dolls and shit from back in the eighties. And Warwick Davis, do not go to Florida. Yeah. It's not safe. Stay away from targets in Florida, Warwick Davis. Uh, but just to wrap things up, what I what I've learned from my particular taste at this point, Disney Plus is not it. Netflix has even been a little bit shaky for me. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, Mondo, where it's at is HBO Max. They've had a bunch of winners. Yeah, HBO. House of the Dragon. Yeah. Killer. I really liked White Lotus season two. Uh, even, I, I, I am not ashamed to admit, I watched Euphoria. Not the target audience for Euphoria. Not my typical t- cup of tea. In the words of Austin Powers, not my bag, baby. Mm-hmm. Still enjoyed it. So I, I have high, high hopes for season one of The Last of Us. Because it's being produced by HBO Max. I hope they did not fuck that IP up the way Disney Plus fucked up Willow. Do you have any final things to wrap that episode up? That was up? it. Okay. That was the final thing. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching and all that cool shit. We will see you guys in a week. Have a good week and bye-bye. Fucking Disney Plus. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 